Welcome back to another episode of the Creekside Podcast. Tune in each week with Drew and James to hear a relevant conversation about a biblical topic. Thanks for joining. Hey, welcome back, everyone. I'm James. I'm Drew. And we're here today to talk about the Ten Commandments. This is episode six out of ten. That's right. Because we, as we talked about very shrewdly, very wisely last time, that one thing about the Ten Commandments is that there are ten of them. There are ten. And that they are commandments. <laughs> and so that's that's pretty important uh, for, for the whole conversation here. So we're on command number six yep. today. What's command number six, James? Do not murder. Do not murder. Actually, it's two words in the Hebrew. Uh, one word Don't meaning... Don't murder. <laughs> yeah. no. Oh, okay. No, like that. One word meaning not and one word meaning murder. And okay. so it's like really short. Uh, so because of that, this should be a really short podcast cool maybe maybe uh, probably not <laughs> probably not we um, a lot. but when, in thinking about that the in coming from in coming to um the sixth commandment we have transitioned from the first table of the law which represents our commands to god uh, that god demands of his, of his creation and now it's the table which relates to our relationship with other people right. um you know and and so because we can't murder god no. i mean that's so the the command not to murder is not to murder other people uh, and so the it's important to note that the two are interrelated you know but there there are there's a directional difference one of the one set of the commands the first table is directed towards god and the second set is directed towards uh our fellow human beings our, our fellow man and so just thinking of that this this command is just super simple it's exodus 20 um that's in Matthew, sorry. Let me flip to the other part of the Bible. The Old Testament, Exodus 20, uh, verse number 13 in the ESV reads, You shall not murder, um, like, I, like I mentioned earlier. So, pretty short command. Um, but we need to be mindful of what this does and what this doesn't mean. Um, murder is different than killing. So the Bible does, in other parts, I mean, even in the the law in Deuteronomy, does uh, command, does allow for killing. What it does not allow for is murder. And noticing the difference between those two things is really important. So if you read, um, if you read in um, the early early parts of of Genesis, especially Noah after the flood, um, we see this this idea that if anyone is to take the life of another person. Uh, to murder another person, that the life of that individual will be required. You know, it's this idea, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. So if you kill someone, if you murder someone, um, that your life is then required of you. Um, why is that an important thing for us to to make a distinction about? Wouldn't it be better if we just said, hey, you know, no no killing whatsoever? Right. Um, and, and, a, and in a perfect world, I think we would say, yeah, we, we don't want other human beings to kill other human beings. But at the same time, we got to re- understand the reality of, of sin. Um, we got to understand how sinful people's hearts are and that one of the ways that that sin has been manifested in our world is by the the murder of other people. So the reason um, that, you know, like capital punishment or something like that in the Old Testament, the reason why it's a good thing that, that the life is required of a murderer in the Old Testament is because people are made in God's image. Mm-hmm. And so if we value the image of God, then we're going to take very seriously the removal or the defacing of the image of God yeah. in another uh, in another human being. So the the concept of not murdering is all tied up in 
um, the understanding of the image of God. Now, this is really interesting because I don't know about you, but most interactions I have with people, whether they are Christians, whether they are religious, whether they're non-religious, everybody thinks this is a good idea. (laughs) You know, I I very seldom encounter someone that is like, yeah, I I really don't have a problem if if people want to kill people. You know, that's never really a problem that we have. But if we look at the natural world, we see the exact opposite is true. So look at the animal kingdom. Like, what thrives in the animal kingdom? Well, you survive as long as you are the fittest. You know, you right. survive as long as you are the the alpha or the apex predator. So you see uh, it's really common for, like, insects to, like, eat each other or, like, you know, uh, mama spiders to eat baby spiders or whatever. Yeah. So you see all this stuff in the animal kingdom. When a, when a lion kills a gazelle, we think that's really sad. But we're not surprised by it. We, like, that's the way it's supposed to go. Right. But whenever it comes to human beings, whether you are uh, religious or a Christian or, you know, agnostic, whatever, the same thing doesn't apply. We think, oh, if a human being kills another human being, that's not a good thing. That's not a good right. idea. And so there's a wide kind of universal agreement um, about this particular command. What is, why is that? Well, because God has written into our hearts, because we're made into his, made in his image, that the taking of another human being's life is a is a wrong thing, and so that's why you see people um, fighting for the, the the lives of other people and fighting for them. In um, you know, even in the legal system, when there's a murder that's taken place, um, you don't have to be a Christian for someone to say, "No, we want murderers to be be shown to be guilty." Um, and I think that's just an, an important part of how the Ten Commandments um, expresses something that's already written on everybody's heart. That the reason for why that is fleshed out might be a little bit different, though. Um, so. To take that in some unique situations, I think that's helpful for us. Uh, the command prohibiting against against murder um, doesn't prohibit what we might call the death penalty or capital punishment. I know there's a lot of uh, debate and talk about this idea, um, but we, we see in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, um, the Old Testament we see God very clearly say that if someone um, sheds the blood of man, that by man his blood should be shed. You know, that if you take somebody's life, that your life is required of you. And also in the New Testament, we see the Apostle Paul say that the um, the government doesn't bear the sword in vain. You know, what's he mm-hmm. talking about? The, the power to, um, the power to you know, wage war, the power to execute judgment or justice. Like, that's something that God has instilled to, uh, the, the government has, has the power to execute punishments. Now, the government can be wrong, you know, and we can make we can make wrong decisions. So we want to be really careful and have you know and have the right standards in place before we just say, hey, anytime there's any kind of 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 killing, that automatically mandates that you know that, that someone's life be taken. Right? That's an irreversible kind of uh, of declaration. But at the same time, if we value the image of God then we should desire for there to be justice whenever the image of God is defaced. The other thing that this this command does not prohibit is something like war. You know, yeah. um, the, the Bible's very clear that war is, is sometimes uh, commanded, sometimes necessary. Uh, when you read in the Old Testament that God's people do go to war and they, you know, they fight against other people and God fights for them and proves them to be victorious. You know, that's a, that's an important part of, of understanding here. And there's, it's not to say that there's just war willy-nilly, but right. what's what the command here is against is not the taking of life, but the taking of innocent life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's an important distinction and a category that we need to maintain. So this command um, would would preclude any kind of premeditated murder. You know, hey, this this individual did me wrong, and so I'm going to go and I'm going to take this this person's life. Um, it, it would it would it would not allow for some kind of murder like that. 
two two other categories I think we need to address. Um, one being euthanasia, right? So taking the life of an older person because they are you know they are beyond their um, their their living years. You know their 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 life their livelihood is uh, is different or uh, it's a burden for it to care for people. Like we we ca- we can't just decide that we're the ones that get to determine when people's lives begin right. and end, right? That's something God has to decide. And so I think that's a the the, the command not to murder uh, prohibits euthanasia and to swing the pendulum the other way, it prohibits abortion as okay. well. Um, you know, that's a, that's, a human, that's a human life there in the womb. And the Bible's very clear about that um, from Psalm 139 to Luke chapter 1 to Luke chapter 2. Like, it's very, very clear that, um, that the children in the womb are fully human. They are, they be, they are fully human from the moment of conception, and therefore to take their life is to violate the sixth commandment. Mm-hmm. Um, any thoughts or comments? Um, yeah, so we, we've talked about murder and killing and the distinction between the two. Um, these are both very physical things. Do you think there's a spiritual side to murder as well as far as like, uh, I know that on the Sermon on the Mount, he talks about hating your brother. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a great point. Let me let me read what the catechism here is is pretty helpful. Uh, question 105. What does God require in the sixth commandment? That I neither in thought nor in word or look, much less in deed, revile, hate, insult, or kill my neighbor, whether by myself or by another. That's whether I do it or whether I get someone else to do it. Mm. But lay aside all desire of revenge. Moreover, that I not harm myself nor willfully run into any danger. Wherefore, also to restrain murder, the magistrate is armed with the sword. And so that kind of hits on a number of the things we're talking about. But it does bring this spiritual dimension into play mm-hmm. that murder might be carried out in the hands, but it begins in the heart. Mm-hmm. And so the Sixth Commandment is a prohibition against not just murder uh, in, a, in a physical sense, uh, but hatred in a, in a spiritual sense. Ha- the hatred of somebody, the desiring for revenge to be taken or exacted on another human being. Um, that's what we should guard against in the sixth command. Um, it's not. It's not simply um, the act of the act of murder. That is the. That might be the the ultimate fruit of the sin. But there's a deeper root that would yeah. be anger, anger or malice or something like that. Um, the the catechism continues. Ask the same question you just asked. Question one hundred six. But this commandment speaks only of killing. Is the question in forbidding this? However, God means to teach us. He abhors the root of murder, namely envy, hatred anger or desire of revenge and that all these are in his sight hidden murder and i like i like the way that's mm-hmm. framed um it's a, it's murder but it's hidden murder it's the kind of murder that um it's not just that we hid the body it's that yeah. we you know we hid the the very root of the act we hid the very uh reason for why we we desire we desire to murder um and then question 107 hits at this, and then I want to go to the Sermon on the Mount. It says, is it then enough that we do not kill our neighbor in any such way? So I think a lot of people read Command 6. They say, do not murder. It's, ha, I'm good. Like, <laughs> I have, I'm, I'm a terrible person. I know I've done a lot of terrible things, but I have not ever murdered anyone. Here comes the catechism into uh, to strike down that, that false sense of security. No, for in condemning envy, hatred, and anger, God requires us to love our neighbor as ourselves, to show patience, peace, meekness, mercy, and kindness towards him. And so far as we have power to prevent this hurt, also to do good even unto our enemies. And so um, I think that we might flippantly say, well, what's the problem? Like, I didn't murder anyone. Mm. Um, and the, the command here is not just, uh, and, and it's, it's strictly do not murder, but it's more than that. 
also in your in not murdering, you are to do good to your enemy. You are to love those who persecute you. Um, it's it's the it's going above and beyond just the prohibition of uh, of not murdering. And Jesus makes this very clear in uh, in Matthew chapter five in the Sermon on the Mount. What he's got is a bunch of uh, folks are, who are religious Jewish people, and they think they have done a really good job of keeping the Ten Commandments. Um, and then you've got this um, in Matthew five verse twenty one. You have heard that it was said to those of old, "You shall not murder," and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. We need to note Jesus isn't disagreeing with that statement. He right. says that's a, that's a that's a good statement, but he he um, applies it in such a way. Um, that will cause any of us to understand that we're guilty of breaking the sixth commandment. Yeah. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. Whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you will be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. Hmm. Um, notice um, uh, verse 21, he says, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. And notice what he says here, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. So you notice the consequences there is that you're liable to judgment. And Jesus equates murder and being angry with your brother both have the same consequence, that you are liable to judgment, that you're guilty of this very sin, even if you haven't committed it in your hands, you've committed it in your heart. And so um, there's something for us to be mindful of as as Christians. I think Absolutely. I think we can say, hey, I am I am good to go. I have never murdered anyone uh, because it's by God's grace you know he he has he has written into the heart of human beings that that's not naturally the inclination of people's hearts is not to murder people physically right rather our inclination is often to murder people internally to murder people spiritually like I I wouldn't be so bad if that guy drove off a bridge or saying some kind of remarks like that yeah. um, well actually that's not the that's not the desire of the scripture. That's not what Jesus postures us towards, not just for our fellow Christian, but for our fellow man, that we should seek to do good, not just to those who are, you know, like us or who behave like us or who think like us, but also to do good to those who don't believe in our God, who don't follow yeah. his ways, um, who would reject his commandments, um, and to see this as a, as a moral good. And here's where I think we have a real opportunity as Christians. There is widespread agreement on this, on this this idea, right? You shall not murder in, in, in modern society. We have the opportunity to go above and beyond that. It's to not just to say not murdering is not good enough. Like it's not good enough for us to just not murder. Um, we, we must also seek to do good. We must also seek to, uh, to love our neighbor and to love even our enemy because that's what Christ would have us do. Not in a sense in which we merit our salvation by, um, by obeying this command, because we're all going to fall short of it. But we have a real opportunity to just say, I mean, even even the atheist knows that it's wrong to right. murder people. How much more should we Christians treat our, our fellow man in such a way that brings honor and glory to God? Why? Because they're made in God's image. Yeah. And so every sin against another human being is first and foremost a sin against God because it's a sin against someone that's made in God's image, and so the image, the, the understanding of the image of God is closely tied to this, um, to this particular, um, this particular commandment, and we need to be mindful of that and and uh, and keeping that 
um, central here. Uh, a couple years ago, I had a, uh, tell on myself a little bit, um, I had a, a course in seminary, um, and it was an evangelism course. And one of the things I was supposed to do in this evangelism course was uh, to share the gospel. I can't remember how many people it was. I think it was like seven or eight people in the course of a certain amount of time. Um, and I, the assignment was due the next day, and I hadn't done it yet. Oh, no. And so, and I was kind of like, you know, it was like eight o'clock at night. And I was like, where do you find people at eight o'clock at night to share the gospel with? And so I went to Walmart. Uh, <laughs> saw my dad there. Uh, no, <laughs> I went to Walmart and uh, I, what I did was I took some of my um, some of my high school students along with me. Some of the, some of the the young men that I was discipling at the time. And we went to Walmart and I said, guys, this sounds kind of crazy, but we're going to walk around Walmart and we're going to share the gospel with people. And I don't really recommend that as like a practice every time you're in Walmart. But it was so funny because people like. I would walk up to them and say, and I don't think you're supposed to do this. I don't, I don't think they can like, you know, you're not, I don't think you're supposed to uh, do, do stuff like this. It, like you can't set up a table outside of Walmart unless right. you're a certain feet away. And that's for like selling stuff. I'm just trying to talk to people anyway. You can <laughs> offer the gospel anywhere you want. Like that's, that's definitely true regardless of what they say. But I would walk up to someone and say, hey, can I ask you a question? And they get real freaked out. I'm like, uh. Yeah, sure. And I would say, do you, uh, can I have a conversation with you about Jesus? And a lot of times people would say, oh, well, I'm a Christian. And I was like, well, you really like weren't very nice to me when I walked <laughs> up to you. So like, that's surprising to me. But, and then like we'd pray with people that said they were Christians. So we had some interactions, like, and I actually wound up like meeting somebody there that I was able to get lunch with later and like talk about the gospel. But I met this girl um, in this aisle that me and this, me and one of my other students walked up to her and said, hey, ma'am, can we ask you a question? She said, yeah, well, you can ask me a question. And I said, um, can we can we tell you about Jesus? And uh, she said, yeah, uh, sure, that's fine. And I shared the whole gospel with her. And uh, I said, what do you think about that? And she said, I think it's a really beautiful thing for you to believe. Oh. And uh, I said, well, what about you? Do you believe it? And she said, no, I don't. And I said, well, can I ask you what you do believe? And she said something to the effect of, well, I, I don't believe anything. You know, I just, I'm an, I'm an atheist. I just, I don't believe in anything. And I was like, well, I'm really, I'm really terribly sorry to hear that. And I said, how did you, um, what, what brings you to this? Are you from this particular area? You know, are you from this area of the country? No, I, and she, she started to tell me a little bit of her story. You know, I was born and raised in Texas. And I said, oh, okay, well, how did you get to Tennessee? She said, well, there was a, I was living in an apartment complex. And uh, there was somebody who murdered someone in the parking lot of that apartment complex. And I realized that I was not in a good space. And so I, with my family, we researched and we moved here um, to get away from some of the violence of the area where we were at. And I was like, what's, what's the problem with, um, with what happened in the parking lot at your last apartment complex? And she said, well, somebody killed somebody. And I said, yeah, I, I know that. And I said, I think that's terrible. Like, why do you, why do you think that's so bad? She said, because it's, it's just wrong. And I said, why, why do we both think this is wrong if we have totally different beliefs about, you know, about God? Like, you don't believe in God at all, and I, I believe that, um, that there is a God. And, and she said, well I, well, I don't know. And I said, can I tell you why? And I said, Cause, because God has created all of us with this in our hearts that we know, um, in, in, you know, intuitively that it is wrong to murder other people. And that's because other people are made in God's image. And this is what Jesus invites you into. And at that point, again, she said, that's really beautiful for you. And it just, it was very clear that she didn't want to have any further conversation, but it was just a reminder to me, uh, of there, there is, 
uh, even though there are, you know, there's light and there's darkness, there's sheep and there's goats, there's wheat and there's tares, there's those yeah. who are saved and those who are unsaved. There is a common uh, sense in which humanity understands this commandment. And and we as Christians of all people um, should uphold this and, and do what Christ has said, attempt to obey what Christ has said, um, and not just being content with not murdering people, but um, in, in seeking to go in above and beyond that to see what kind of witness that is to a culture of a culture of death. I mean, truly and honestly, like we um, we we do um, we we do understand that it's wrong to murder some people, right? Um, but even in our culture, uh, the 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 heightening of euthanasia, the heightening of uh, abortion, you know, things like. And there's lots of conversations in our culture about those things. But Christians mm-hmm. just need to be adamantly clear. It's not just that we hate um, murder of you know people of a certain age. Or people of a certain size, we hate murder of all types, and right. we also want to go above and beyond that and do good to all people of of all ages and sizes and all those kinds of things and stages of life. So, uh, just a, just a reminder to me uh, of the reality there. Yeah. Any thoughts you want to add to that? Yeah, I think um, when we're looking through these commandments, uh, you said this in one of the other episodes. We always jump to uh, exceptions. Yeah. We want to find those exceptions, find those exceptions, and I think uh, as Christians, we should look more toward the fact that well god said it's so so it's so that's right um and and i know that's not easy yeah. for a lot of people but uh especially with with this one in particular mm-hmm. with it being pretty black and white you know um i think trying to look for the exceptions in this um is it, I, i'm sure there are some like you mentioned but it's just um I don't think it's beneficial. We rush to the exceptions before we even understand the command so often. You know, like what? Okay, all right. I can see that as a general rule, but how can I get out of it? Right. You know, uh, it's it's like okay, the speed limit's thirty five. I get that, but I'm going to the hospital, so I'm gonna turn on my hazards and I'm gonna drive real fast. So, and I do that every day during rush hour. No, (laughs) Um, you know. So we think about okay, how do I get around? uh, Get around really obeying this rule? And like we, none of us get around obeying the Ten Commandments. Like we've all broken all of them. That's why we all need Jesus Christ. And I think it's important to note um, that Christ never never murdered anyone right. and never murdered anyone in his heart um, and yet he was murdered you know and yet yeah. he took and yet he took as an innocent um, person he was strung up like a murderer on the cross for crimes that he didn't commit crimes you and I have committed so um, the reason we should obey the commandment not to murder is because Christ was murdered in our place and we're, we're seeking to be like Christ right um, you know uh, that he he bore the judgment, and so now we get to freely live. And and this is it's a good thing to live under this rule too. This is not a restrictive thing. No. Uh, this is this is for our good, for the preservation of life generally, right. um, and then you know for the the propagation of the gospel, the spreading of the gospel more specifically. It's a it's a good thing yeah. um, to to abide by this. So I think you're I think you're exactly right. We don't want to rush to the exceptions before we hear yeah. the rule, um, and at the same time. Some people will use a, without understanding, um, Gen Exodus 20, you shall not murder. They will say, well, the Bible says you shouldn't kill, but God says to the Israelites to go kill these people, or God right. says, or God puts these people to death. So, like, which is it? Well, we, need, we want to be clear and precise about some things that murder is different than the taking of a life that's not innocent, right, uh, in, in exacting justice or in war, like those kinds of circumstances right. we, we mentioned. Um, but there, but there, the command is still very clear, and, and, and for each of us personally, um, that, that murder is never an, an appropriate action for mm-hmm. someone who, um, for, for any, anybody, right. but certainly even uh, hatred in your heart is not exactly. an appropriate action for, um, for a Christian. And I, think it's, I think in our culture, 
uh, right now, man, we love to hate stuff, don't we? Yeah. Like we love to have people that. And that's hate. more of where I was going. Yeah, that you know that Facebook mentality where like, that's oh, right. I can go on here and say what I want to say. Yeah, it's like, hey, I didn't, I murdered him in on the internet, yeah. but I didn't murder him in real life. Exactly. Well, your, you know, your words are your words do have uh, have meaning, and and uh, the out of the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. Exactly. That's what the scripture says. And so, uh, we need to be mindful. Even the even the keyboard warriors about the the if you say some <laughs> terrible stuff about people on the internet, like, the the internet is not real life, right. but those words are real words, they and are. so, like, just, just being mindful of that, uh, or even, you know, you can even watch, pick your news outlet of choice, yeah. and what they want to do is get you to hate other people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I can't believe that how, what these people are doing in this country, I can't believe what those people are doing in this country, yeah. I can't, you know, whatever it is, um, and that's not to say that there's not responsibility to be had at, at, at some points, and that um, clarifications and qualifications don't need to be made, right? But we're not to be hateful people. Like, mm-hmm. what, can't we disagree with people without yeah. being hateful and without wishing ill towards them? Absolutely. And I, I, I hope and I pray that that, that charity becomes um, a, a part of Christian doctrine and Christian ethics yeah. more uh, more clearly than it has been um, in, in, in recent days. So that's a, great, that's a great reminder there. Yeah, and I think in today's culture, like you said, there's so much division. There's so many reasons to commit murder in your heart, you know, and, and so being a Christian and just saying, Hey, I'm not going to look to the exceptions of why I should, Uh, I'm not going to look to the culture. I'm not going to look to the media. I'm going to look at what did God say? Right. This is the rule. This is my commandment. This is what I'm going to live by. That's good. And, and I think too, the, the, I think we might say, well, hey, I'm not going to do anything, but you know, their day's coming. Yeah, you know, they, they're they're going to get theirs, um, even because of the way they treated me. And to see also that that's that's condemned here uh, too. That the that the desire for revenge, the desire yeah. for, um, you know, someone to be someone to have wrong or ill fall upon them because of what they've done to you. That's yeah. also removed from this. And so, yeah. um, to let the Lord be the Lord, that's it. and let me be. Um, the creation mm-hmm. and to seek to live by his commands and live wisely in the world yeah. that does so much more for the name and the fame of the Lord Jesus it than does. me always insisting that I'm right and uh, and making making claims on other people that right. aren't, aren't particularly helpful and so. what's hard for us I think is the fact that we don't have that eternal eye like God does and so he sees the person that he wants them to be you know sure. and we'll take Paul for example he was a murderer he was killing Christians and then the next thing you know, now he's an apostle, right. you know, and, and sharing the gospel and building churches. Um, had someone come along and killed Saul, which more than likely would have been okay because of the lifestyle he was living at that time. It was like, right. he probably deserved it. But yeah. but yeah, God it, knew that what he had planned. It, it would have been Paul. easy for the for the early church to say, well, we're justified in killing exactly. Paul. Like, look at what, like, he look at all the people he killed, you know, look at how awful he was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're exactly right. How does the Lord transform uh, transform Saul, you know, into, exactly. to Paul, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the picture that we see there, I think is, I think is really good. So yeah. awesome. Any great, final thoughts? No, I think it's a good conversation and, um, something we just need to be mindful of that this cultivate a, uh, a spirit of, of love. I mean, to, to, there's no better word to use, mm-hmm. but to, to cultivate a spirit of love in the Christian's heart in place of uh, anger or jealousy or, yeah. or greed or, or strife, um, we we need to be we need to have the love of God, um, even for people that are unloving. Because while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. And so while the world is still um, dead in its sin, we have an obligation to love our enemies uh, and to do good to those who persecute us. And that honors the Lord Jesus. And Jesus even says on the Sermon on the Mount here in in uh, Matthew five, I'll close with this: um, "Blessed blessed are you 
when others revile you and persecute you and utter, utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. That's and right. how often are the insults leveled against us not met with joy, but met with retaliation? Yeah. Uh, and this and th- this commandment, understanding this commandment, I think precludes that as well. Um, that we are, we're very careful to respond appropriately. Um, even whenever people wish us ill, um, they yep. wished Christ ill, and they took they took His life. But now see the glory that He has. Um, now see see that He's seated at the right hand of the Father, resurrected from the dead. If we follow Christ, we're going to walk the way of the cross. But there is resurrection on the other side, and so we need we need to have our eyes towards heaven, not focused on the things of the earth, and that will help us to obey this command while we walk through this world. Absolutely. It's a good right. word. It is. It's wonderful. And uh, I love going into depth on these with you. Like you said, I mean, this is just a short commandment, yeah. but there's all this in it. Yeah. And uh, I think it's very uh, beneficial for us and uh, obviously the listeners or viewers on YouTube to to listen to this mm-hmm. and, and really get deep into this. I think that we can lose sight of the the meanings behind all the commandments. So very excited to be a part of this. Um, we will see you next time right here on the Creekside Podcast.